Welcome to Passion for the Pastimes, where baseball lives 24-7, 365. Catch conversations with beat writers, broadcasters, current and former players of all levels. Now, here's your host, Walter Ica Balsetta. Uh, uh, <laughs> Whoops, I fumbled. I got to get out of here. Walter Ica Balsetta. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Passion for the Pastime Podcast. I'm your host, Walter. And on this episode of the podcast, baseball is in full swing. We have finished our first full week of games every single day. And it's going to continue for the foreseeable future. On this episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking about some rule changes, how we see it as fans and how players are reacting to it. Uh, And we're also going to look at the NL West and whatever else comes up within our conversation. So now, without further ado, I bring in my guest for the show, Scott Braun. You may know him from MLB Network, formerly of MLB Network, but he is also has his own YouTube channel called Foul Territory, where he talks with former and current players. Go ahead and check that out anywhere that you get your podcasts, on YouTube, Spotify, anywhere. Just type in foul territory so scott welcome to the show man how you doing today walter i am great thank you for the plug having a lot of fun uh with this first month of the show and also of course the first month of the season i heard you mention the rules i've been very progressive on that so i am enjoying the game especially watching individual games more than ever yeah man i I just gotta ask you what what is your initial take uh on the rules so far as it's being implemented in this first week of the season i know there's a lot of positivity uh coming out from the game but what are your thoughts on it so far there's almost no negativity i mean sure there's been an issue here or there machado got tossed from a game tim anderson got tossed from a game you were going to see some adjustments being made of course there's been pitch clock violation calls not a ton actually less than I anticipated there would be. These are professional athletes. They know how to adjust. And not to say that there won't be a rule tweak or two based on what's going on right now, but for the most part, I think it's been a huge win because I'm focusing on the entertainment factor. And for me, we just took a 25, 30-minute chunk of the game that we were watching, all the boring parts of the game that we watched. And if you want to have a talk about anticipating a moment and building up suspense, we can go down that route in a different conversation. I still think that can occur with a clock, just like it occurs with a clock in every other sport. But we just took like the, you know, messing with the batting gloves and, and, and walking around and talking to yourself. All, all of the BS essentially that we had to wait for in a game and we got rid of it. So huge win in my mind. So same exact game, just better product, and it's made for 2023. And Walter, we should have done it like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, the pitch <laughs> clock, just the, the pace of game, there's less dead time. I mean, I'm all for it, uh, especially watching it in person as the Giants uh, open up their their home opening weekend uh, here in San Francisco. So, yeah, the pitch clock has definitely been one of the most talked about rule changes. The obvious to the average fan games are averaging 20 minutes shorter than what they have been in recent years. A handful of games under two hours. I will say that, uh, you know, I was a little 
hesitant at first, but seeing it for what it is, uh, I I love it. We're getting more action, as you said, less dead time, uh, just overall better brand of baseball. We're talking with Scott Braun of Foul Territory, co-host of Foul Territory. Go ahead and check that out on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, Scott, you, you did mention good for the game, and anytime that I hear that, I immediately spark Shohei Otani. We we got we can't have a, a a baseball conversation without getting into some Shohei talk. So earlier this week, he was actually one of the first players, which might be he might be the only player uh, in history. We'll see what happens. But uh, he he was the first player to record a, a pitch clock violation both on the mound and in the batter's box. There's no there's no limit <laughs> to what this guy can do, man. It's amazing. Um, I see you have a betting element to to foul territory. I know it's early, but I just want to get your your read on his pending free agency. I know a lot depends on what the Angels do this season uh, after seeing him perform in the WBC, winning, playing on that stage. I mean, that has to be at the top of his priority list. Uh, but, but I mean, no one knows what Shohei uh, wants to do. But it makes you wonder. I mean, it makes you wonder whether, you know, assuming the Angels don't make a run, Will he be wearing a different uniform next season? So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and toss it to you. Uh, first off, will he be traded this season? And where will he be calling home next season? What, what do you think on the Otani deal? I'm glad you're splitting up the questions, too, because they are very different and mm-hmm. they bring out very different answers because the, the one of them is easy. Is he going to be in a different uniform in 2024? Hell yes. There is no chance. Shohei Otani is going back to the Angels. Here's the only chance. The Angels win the World Series, and that's not happening. By the way, brutal loss for them yesterday. Uh, Here's the problem this year. One of the issues I have with the Angels as a team, I don't like the way their bullpen's constructed. I think they're going to have one of the worst bullpens in the bigs, and they lost 4-3. They had the advantage until the seventh. Blue Jays came back and beat them. They're 4-3 ball club right now. I don't think the Angels are making the playoffs again, which is such a shame for our game. I've been very true to this for a decade now. We are wasting prime years away from the faces of our sport, from the best players in our sport. And I said it for Trout for like six years, and now I've been saying it for Otani and Trout for four or five years. It's a shame, and Otani will move on. Will he? Where will he go in the offseason? I mean, look at the rich teams. Look at the, the deep pockets. The question is, does he want to stay in California? I think there's a pretty good chance that that's the case. It's San Francisco or the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers are saving up, so... Giants fans, I know many that listen to your show. I've been dying for them to get another big superstar. I know they've missed out on some guys recently, like Judge opting to go back to the Yanks, Harper signing with the Phillies, um, and there's been a few others. But I think the Dodgers have a better chance in California because I think the money will be pretty close with those two, unless the Giants just blow everyone out of the water. I just don't know if Otani, I mean, he's going to get paid significantly. I don't know if it's all going to be about money. I mean, he's going to look for the right fit for him as well and that's where new york comes into play it's like the mets are definitely going to go for him as well but does he want to go to new york or does he want to be a west coast guy so those are some of the main contenders in my mind and then for this season if Artie moreno had sold the team like he said he was going to i think he definitely would be traded and he should have been traded last year and i think the angels are setting themselves back even further and hurting mike trout by not trading shohei otani there's a take for you not just this year but last year that's really the time that they should have dealt him away and they could have gotten more than what juan soto brought the washington nationals will which will completely reshape and revamp the franchise in dc over the next few years for the angels now you're looking at 
only a half a season of Otani. You don't get nearly as much as you would have gotten. And I don't even know if they'll trade him. I think the Angels might be like just playoff relevant enough, like close enough that they'll think they have a chance and Artie doesn't want to be more of a villain that they won't deal him away and they'll just let him walk in the offseason and kind of blame it on him, right? They'll maybe like say, oh, we're going to, you know, they'll try and match an offer, pretend like they're matching an offer, but really won't. So I think Otani trade season should be a thing right from the jump. Ken Rosenthal's on our show multiple times a week, best insider in the biz, and he's got his own show with us now too, Fair Territory, and he's already getting asked about it on a weekly basis. So got to bring it up. It's the story of the year. We're talking with Scott Braun, uh, talking about a, l- a little bit of Otani. Uh, you did mention Juan Soto, and he's no longer in D.C. He is now in San Diego. Do you think that there's a possibility that San Diego makes a push at, at, at Shohei Otani? I know that they came in late when it comes to the Aaron Judge sweepstakes. Do you think that the Padres are any real potential players in the Shohei sweepstakes? Yeah, I'm glad you caught me there because I do think that they certainly will go for him as well as they go for any star player at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. Aaron Judge, how about Trey Turner? They offered Trey yeah. Turner the most money, but he wanted to be on the East Coast. So he signed with Philadelphia. I love what San Diego's doing. It's absolutely fun. Now, long-term, could it all backfire on them if some of these players are not performing well in their late 30s? Sure, but that's a long time away. And I am all about ownership that cares and that's what the Padres have presented to their fans over the last few years and they own that city so yeah of course they're going to go after him so yes I will include them for sure in the Otani sweepstake I actually wouldn't be surprised if they get another big player you know either at the trade deadline or in the offseason but they don't end up keeping Soto and, and Soto goes somewhere else but for them not a problem they have to worry about still for a couple seasons so they're going they're in Win now mode, clearly, based on the transactions they've made. So add them to the list for sure. Yeah, I wonder if you'd if you'd ask a Giants fan listening to this show right now, would you rather have Otani on the Padres or the Dodgers? I, I think, you know, <laughs> you, you want him on the Giants. <laughs> That's what we want. We need that superstar. Uh, but, hey, we're talking NL West, Scott, and let's just wrap up here with uh, some NL West talk. In the West, uh, you got the Giants. They're booming bust right now. They're either hitting seven home runs in a game or they're not hitting anything and striking out like crazy. Uh, so their approach with the home runs. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it how it pans out for the rest of the season, if it's sustainable for 162. Uh, so take them for what they're worth. Everyone's talking about the Dodgers. Everyone's talking about the Padres. Dodgers are coming into San Francisco for our first look for uh, on them for the season on Monday for a three-game set. Uh, and this might be the most vulnerable Dodgers team that we've seen in recent years. And then the Padres that we just talked about, uh, who many believe we might be seeing the NLCS preview in Atlanta right now with the Braves. How do you see the West playing out this season? Uh, and how many how many playoff teams do you see coming from the NL West specifically? Uh, so I did my preseason predictions, and one weekend I'm going to stay strong and stand by them. So I've still got the Padres winning the division this year. I still like the Dodgers, though. I agree. I think they're in a little bit of a transition period, and they're letting some of their youngsters play, which I think is important. Like, Miguel Vargas thinks going to be a great bat. So I've got Padres one, Dodgers two. As far as the Giants, I put them somewhat in between what happened last year, which obviously didn't go well, and what happened the year before, which obviously went um, surprisingly amazing for them up until the playoffs. So I'd put them somewhere in between there. I think I could see the Giants making a little bit of noise. I don't think they're a World Series team. And frankly, I don't think they're actually going to make it into the postseason. I do think Giants fans are starving for superstardom. 
So they spread the money around, which sometimes works, but I know they're also going for that big player and it just hasn't worked out for them. So they got to figure it out at some point, how to get a judge or a Harper, one of those big prizes. Cause we know they'll open up the checkbook to be able to make a big deal like that. So on the short term, I think they are a, an average ball club in, in baseball right now. They're, you know, in the, I think the high end of things would be in the mid eighties. Um, but probably, you know, maybe 83, 84 wins, the low end of things, maybe in the mid seventies. So, um, somewhat of an average ball club, maybe a, a tick below by the time we get to the end of the season, in my mind. We'll have to see what happens with the Giants. I mean, you're spot on, though, with the with the superstardom. Uh, we, we are starving for a superstar, and uh, I know a lot of Giants fans are probably hoping that it's Otani, but I don't know if that's too big of a pass <laughs> at this point. But, uh, we need a plan B. Yeah, we need, we a, need plan, a plan B, need a plan Walter, B. for Giants. Fans. Maybe even a plan C, Scott. Maybe even a plan C. We need to plan this thing out. But, Scott, I really appreciate you coming by and uh, st- stopping by and talking some ball with me. Really appreciate it. And uh, you have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk throughout the season, man. Appreciate you, and Giants fans, good luck to your squad. All right, and there you have it, Scott Braun from the Foul Territory Podcast. Make sure to go check that out anywhere that you get your podcast. Just type in Foul Territory. Scott has a great lineup of former players on there, A.J. Pruszynski, Adam Jones, Todd Frazier, and I'm sure that they're going to be adding more to the lineup as the season progresses so i hope you guys enjoyed that conversation i sure did it's always great catching up with scott and that won't be the last time that you hear from scott on this podcast Uh, we're definitely going to have him back throughout the regular season so i hope you guys enjoyed that conversation i had a blast as always and i hope you did listening to that so we are going to be wrapping up here on passion for the pastime i'm your host walter and i will catch you next time where we will have more conversations Keep this thing rolling all season long. So you guys have a good one. Be safe. Talk to you next time.